Welcome, folks, to the podcast today for May 12th, 2016. Joining me today to talk about Amiibo, collectibles, those kind of things, Tanner again. I'm back. You're back. By popular demand. I'm sure there was hundreds of people who were like, bring back Tanner. Hundreds. It was kind of insane. I wasn't expecting it. It's This is the biggest podcast in the world. What can I say? Well, I mean, when you do it every day. <laughs> it's giving content for everybody. Yeah. You're, I mean, I've been doing my podcast for over a year, and you're going to pass us in episode numbers in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we'd talk about collectibles. Yeah. Which there is now a lot of. Uh, too many. Too much money for somebody that's unemployed. Yeah, which we're doing it quite timely because Disney Infinity announced they're shutting down this week. Yeah, that's uh, I actually never jumped on that train, but uh, it's sad to see. I expected that to be a huge money maker, and then they say that they lost one hundred and forty-seven million dollars. That's like I would have thought like Disney properties are like yeah right for that kind of thing. Yeah, especially like I mean they're literally Disney like first-party Disney figures. I would have thought they would be you know making tons of money off of it. Yeah, and Star Wars and Marvel and freaking Pixar and all of Disney's properties. Yeah, for sure. And then you see they're uh, shutting down. It's weird to me that Disney Inf- Infinity wasn't making money, but Tsum Tsum, uh, if you've heard of those. No. Uh, well, it's all Disney stuff. Uh, it's like vinyl figures and plushes. Those, suppo- I mean, have to make a huge amount of cash. I suppose they're probably splitting their market in that way, though, aren't they? Well, I don't know, because I think Tsum Tsum's uh, probably reach out to more, to a wider market than Disney Infinity, just because you have the new, the vinyl figures, and I, I'll, I would have to send you a picture of them to describe them. But essentially, they're little stackable vinyl figures, and then they have plushes, but the plushes are done in a style that, I don't know. Like your your average male collector probably wouldn't buy. I could, there's a huge. They're super popular with like their female demographic, but there's not many males that collect the plush Tsum Tsum. So they came out with the vinyl Tsum Tsums because apparently you know uh, boys will buy plastic and not plushes. So uh, it's some yeah. kind of complex going on there, isn't there? It's something. I'll tell you what. I'll just buy both. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll buy just... both. I bought my first Tsum Tsums the the other day. Infinity was more aimed at kids. Yeah, Infinity was definitely, uh, I think, vastly more for kids slash uh, parents buying them for their kids. Sad to see them go, because I thought they were probably the most well-made figure on the market. Better than freaking Skylanders, which is a load of rubbish. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't collect Skylanders either. I, I, I can't do Skylanders, but di- but no, I would have just assumed Disney Infinity was a huge money maker, and I'm baffled that it lost uh, 150 million dollars. Do you think the problem was that they tied it too heavily to a game? Because like they, they constantly updated that game. They released, I think, one a year. Yeah, they they released one a year for three years, uh, and there was plans for a fourth update. So I, but I mean, Skylanders does that, and I assume Skylanders isn't losing money. Well, or Sky- at least not $150 million. Skylanders was so, so successful, they wanted everyone else, it made everyone else want to come in, so I assume they're still making money. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. But but then, like, is Activision, I mean, I would think if Activision was losing $150 million on Skylanders, it, it would have become obsolete. Yeah, they would have shut that uh, down fast. Long ago, because uh, Activision is in the money-making business. 
and uh, if something's not making money, it's getting cut. It would make you think about like something like Lego Dimensions, which you'd assume would also be like making huge money with all the licenses, but you never know. Yeah, like I guess I mean I, Disney Infinity to me not making at least not breaking even is baffling, but losing that much money is insane. Which has to beg the question: How much money were they pouring into it if it's losing 150 million dollars? Because you have to assume it sold fairly well. I mean, they made three of them. Yeah. So I mean, like. <laughs> I don't know. If it lost $150 million, I mean, quick math tells you, I mean, they were, they poured like half a billion in it over three years, which is insane. The games uh, looked like fun. I've never played them, but they looked like yeah, the, neat sandbox things. Yeah, they looked like fun. And uh, the Avengers playset uh, kind of had like this weird like fighting game you could do. Like it was essentially Street Fighter, but it was with Marvel characters that you could put on the playset. And it looked really fun, but, you know. Sometimes them, shit happens. Them's the breaks. And like Amiibo have sold 35 million in about two years now. It's going, well, they're about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, a year and a half. I mean, Amiibo are selling, selling remarkably well. But I guess the thing with Amiibo is that it's, it, it seems weird to say, but I would say the majority of the Nintendo properties being made into the Amiibo are more popular amongst a wider demographic than the disney infinity figures yeah uh and plus i mean some of the stuff for uh amiibo like uh the lucas and uh the ness amiibo i mean that's like the the only earthbound mother stuff you can even buy in the u.s and rob i don't think nintendo are making much rob merchandise that oh that's true but, I mean, I think you can definitely tell which Amiibo don't sell well compared to others. That's why, you know, some Amiibo get marked down to under $5 on Amazon. <clears throat> Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, like pretty much every Animal Crossing Amiibo. But then you have some Amiibo that still go for like $30, 35 I was like, insane. I'll buy one. I bought Toon Link originally. Yeah. That was last year. It's like, eh, one will do me. And now as I look over my sh- at my shelf, uh, there's, I think, 17 at the moment. Oh, God, I blow you out of the water go on i have oh god quick count 50 50 amiibo on the dot just amiibo just amiibo and i uh yeah amiibo is not even the only thing i collect and there are i would say 50 amiibo in my room counting i have uh all three of the small yarn yoshis i don't have the mega one which is unfortunate he's quite expensive he forty dollars is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he is adorable, but that's yeah, a lot of money. Like I, for... I mean, if I ever saw him, I would totally buy him. I'm just, I don't, you know, to- I don't know how. Do, do you have Toys R Us over there? Um, we do, I think, here and there. Okay, well, the Toys R Us local to me like sucks. Like pretty much, if you wanted Amiibo, like the only time I went in there for Amiibo was on day one of when Amiibo came out, which was like the eighteenth of november 2014 i remember that because smash came out that day yeah uh i mean they had a lot of stuff but if, like any time afterwards they don't so i don't have any of the toys r us exclusives at all and i still have 50 amiibo i <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure you have exclu- we don't have any exclusives over here you see which is nice that see that is nice because you know america america gets hit hard with that exclusive, I mean, it seems like every major wave, there was like, here's the Target exclusive, the GameStop exclusive, the Best Buy exclusive, the Toys R Us exclusive, and there's even been a few Amazon exclusives. 
I mean, it's ri- ridiculous. We're just like, they're all in the shawl. Go get them. Yeah, I, that's awesome. I, like, uh, when I was, uh, you know, looking up videos of where people were finding some amiibo at, because some common amiibo are hard to, like, every Fire Emblem one. Uh, I was looking, and, like, all you could find were all these UK YouTube accounts, because they're all like, oh, we're in the local, you know, deli, and here is all the amiibo. And I'm like, well... That's not how that should work, but it's how it works, and that's how it makes you know so much money. So kudos to Nintendo. I'm not a fan of actually. It's on the topic of Fire Emblem ones. I'm not a fan of like the the humany ones. No, no, I think they're the worst looking ones. Oh well, Ryu looks pretty good actually. Yeah, Ryu's alright, but like Shulk isn't great. Whereas like the character more cartoony ones, like I saw Jigglypuff. I don't have a Jigglypuff, but I saw her in the shelf once, and it's like that looks amazing. I'm looking at Jigglypuff right now. Can confirm. Because, like, yeah, the, the more cartoony <laughs> ones, like Luigi, Mario, Shovel Knight, Toon Link, those kind of ones, they're they're like, yeah. yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, I think all... I think the Animal Crossing ones are honestly the most well-made amiibo out of all the amiibo. It baffles me that most of them don't sell well. Well, like, who wants Mabel, you see? That's the problem. <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like, unless you're a collector, you're not going to buy every single one. Like, I assume a lot of people uh, bought... You know, like Isabel and then KK Slider and then Tom Nook and Rossetti. Yeah, Tom and Nook and Rossetti rest, and maybe Digby. And then like Villager. I don't have a Villager actually. I haven't seen Villager. I, I got all. Villager on day one. I got very lucky because you. I mean, you still can't find a Villager anywhere. Oh. I might. I might get a Digby as well because he's kind of adorable. But then the rest are just like nah. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a Captain. I bought a Captain Amiibo. Yeah. You got you gotta love Captain and play, you know Animal Crossing. We I discussed this last time on the podcast. Like my favorite you know game series of all time. Uh, so yeah, I had to buy like as many of those as I could. But by God, I have a lot of amiibo. Do you keep them it's... trapped in the box? Uh, no, they're all in cases currently. Or okay, I take that back. Some of them are in cases. Some of them are on top of cases. And the only ones I keep in the box are my duplicates. Fair enough. So, and the only duplicates I have is I have a Star Fox, a Dr. Mario, and a Shulk duplicate. You don't keep them trapped in their plastic prisons? Yes. They they stay uh, trapped, which, I mean, funnily enough, until the new Star Fox game came out, you know, Star Fox was uh, what collectors consider to be unicorn, but, you know, Star uh, Star Fox was impossible to find. Fox was super rare, which baffled me, because I would have thought that would have been one of the more common ones. That's like Metroid, you know, Metroid, uh, Metroid, Samus became a... super hard to find as well for a little bit so did kirby it's weird there's some of them that like at launch you'd saw loads of them and you'd assume they weren't that rare but it's like once people snap them up they're gone mm-hmm. that's like even uh here in like where i live the fireball mario which you would assume would be the most common amiibo ever was uh like pretty hard to find for a little bit do you ever actually it- use them do I ever use the amiibo? The only amiibo, because here was my rationale with amiibo. I'm like, I'm gonna buy one and use it with Smash Brothers. That's it. Now my first amiibo was a Kirby, and uh, I was like, okay, I'll use this with Smash Brothers. Used it with Smash Brothers, and like, because I played Smash Brothers like all night the first night I got it. I got like four or five games that week that all came out brand new. Played Smash Brothers more than any of them probably combined that week, and then uh. I was like, I have to have more of these because I just thought they looked so cool. So I went to town with uh, one of my friends and we went to Target, GameStop, Best Buy, and Toys R Us. 
to pick up amiibo. Just give me all the amiibo you have. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like that. And it sucks, too, because out of those four stores we went to, we saw one Marth, and I let him have it. Uh-huh. So I, I kind of feel, I'm like, you know, shit. Because he doesn't, I mean, he has probably 10 or 12 amiibo, but he doesn't actively collect them. I'm like, damn. He's a fake I amiibo should've... girl, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so because <laughs> uh, they are kind of useless, they don't really oh, they're ever totally do anything. Useless. They're totally uh, just. I got ten dollars to spend, sure. And people actually give it like Splatoon had they unlocked kind of level remixes, and that that's a decent use of amiibo. But people gave out that they were walling content behind amiibo. So yeah, it's kind so. of a can't win kind of thing. The people who have them want them to do something, and the people who don't have them don't want them to do something. Yeah. So it's very... Uh, I mean, think about it this way. If they unlock something, you're paying for DLC, because Amiibo are like 12 bucks. And you're or 10 bucks little, if you're lucky. Neat little toy with it. Yeah. It's like a Here, DLC- here's the thing that I recently discovered. So you know how Amazon Prime gives you 20% off new games? Yep. You also get twenty percent off new amiibo. Ooh! So, like, instead of the amiibo being twelve ninety nine, it's only ten thirty nine. If you uh have Amazon Prime, which is kind of a good deal. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad because I mean I don't uh pay tax for Amazon where I live, so uh, it's a pretty good deal. Because I'm interested to see where they go with amiibo from here. Because like Cloud is coming out, and obviously I will buy Cloud. Yeah. But. They've released an amiibo for pretty much every character they have. Mm-hmm. Or a very major character, anyway. I'd also take a Captain Toad amiibo, because that would be amazing. Yes, yes. And there's there's the Kirby ones coming out, but besides Waddle Dee, I can take or leave them. Uh, Let's calm down. That King DDD uh, amiibo, pretty good. But there's already a DDD. Yeah, but this DDD looks better. I suppose that is the case. I think. And Kirby's on a star. He is. And plus, if Meta Knight's not exclusive, Meta Knight was Best Buy exclusive here. So, you know, pain. I, I don't have a Meta Knight. It was a pain in the ass to get. So, it's <laughs> maybe my only it. chance to get a Meta Knight. I'm, I'm rationing out, so I have an excuse to buy all four of them. But you would wonder where they're going to go with Amiibo from here. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's too big of a moneymaker for them not to do something with Amiibo from the NX. So there's obviously going to keep being Amiibo. But, I mean, what? We have the Kirby line. We have Bayonetta, Cloud, uh, that other Fire Emblem dude. Corrin. Uh, who? Corrin. Yeah, him. Or her. Though I think it's only him for the Amiibo, isn't it? No, I'm talking the the red hair one. Who? There's al- there's already a corn amiibo. There's like a fire a redhead fire emblem character. You know that was added as DLC in Smash. Roy. They announced. I don't remember the name, but anyway. him because it that's a guy. And uh. And then the two new Splatoon amiibo, but that's like it. Like I can't imagine anything else. There would probably be some to tie into Zelda as well. I I would assume there'd be some tie to the Zelda. Would love for there to be some tied to Pokemon. Oh well, yeah. Uh, once they start getting into the Pokemon, that's never ending. Yeah, and, like I don't want them to do. Them. I don't want them to do Pokemon Amiibo cards. What I was shocked to hear: the Amiibo cards have sold twenty-eight point nine million. And like, I I don't hear of anyone buying Amiibo cards. I don't have any Amiibo cards, but they've sold twenty-nine million of them. Like. Individual cards? Yeah, 29 million Amiibo cards they've sold. Damn. 
I mean, and that I mean that's a ton because I think there's only five or six cards per pack. And dude, I think there are only Animal Crossing releases at the moment, aren't there? There, there are. Yeah, that's it. It's only Animal Crossing. And I wonder if they count the Shadow Mewtwo that came with the first editions of Pokken. Which, granted, Pokken wouldn't it's have sold more than a million copies many. by now, at most. Probably less. Yeah. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> God damn it, Tanner. It happened last night on uh, the podcast, too. So, you know, two in a row. Pinnacle of professionalism. <laughs> yeah, that that's... That's the uh, that's the Tanner promise. Promise you my house phone will ring. Doesn't matter what time we're recording the podcast. And that's the Tanner guarantee. But uh, yeah, I like I'm I am curious to see where Amiibo uh, go. I hope it's not just a card route because I do enjoy the the figures. I say I enjoy the figures. When I move out, you know, I'm sure I'll be like, you can do whatever you want with them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it'll take about three with you and the rest. Yeah, of I'll be like, I like that's... the curve. And uh, I like uh, both my Luigi's. <laughs> also, I'll take those. Thank you. I have one Luigi. I have hat tip Luigi, not fall over Luigi. Oh, I have I have both. I love both of them. Luigi's my favorite Nintendo character, funnily enough. Of course. I mean, Luigi, and then you have Waluigi, of course. But, I mean, oh, wait. If they make a Luigi's Mansion series of like of the ghosts, Mebos, I'm also all in on that. Oh, for sure. It, I'm surprised they didn't make one for that uh, the new tennis game, the new Mario tennis game. Because, I mean, that's a perfect excuse to just... Make a Waluigi. Yeah. Like, why is there no Waluigi merchandise? It just pisses me off. The only thing you can buy is those World of Nintendo toys. Yeah. Which I got lucky and found a Target and have one. But it's a pain in the ass. Also at my Target, there's a huge Wario that's like $8. That's a part of that uh, line of... Uh, world of nintendo toys i really want <laughs> so uh, we'll see if i grab that i'd love a new wario platformer actually i mean wario is a great character so yeah. i mean you might as well i mean if we're if we're talking about like main canonical mario characters not many of the characters are bad Actively. um what's the thing no there's, there's not that many that i'd be like ugh. yeah even I mean Toad's awesome. Captain Toad's the best Nintendo character maybe ever, besides Luigi and Waluigi. Uh, maybe Daisy. Uh, see, I never like. I just felt like one day they introduced Daisy, but they do nothing with Daisy in any of the games. She's not even in Smash. She's not, but she's a Peach alt. Oh, she is. Yes, she is in the tennis games though. Usually. Yeah. So I, I'm like. Is Daisy just an excuse for them to put in another female character? Because I'm like, I don't know. It's very confusing. Oh, my God. My thumb is bleeding something fierce. What Good did you do Lord. to yourself? I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so first the phone rings, and then you start bleeding on the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably connected. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's terrifying. Well, we'll deal with that later. Uh, so, so... Garrett, what do you collect? I know, I know you collect uh, amiibo, but do you collect anything else? Pretty much, no. I used to get some of the uh, loot crates. Yeah. But then you end up with a pile of junk. Yeah. So I'm just like, nah. Uh, well, I, uh, I am a. If you think I have a lot of amiibo, I have even more pop funkos. You see, I don't understand pops because I don't think any of them look good. Really, I. I mean, I think, my opinion, I think Pops are, like, the most well-made, uh, cheap figures ever. Like, if, if you wanted to get into figure collecting, 
pop is the way to do it just because i mean they're they're just so well made and they have license to everything it's kind of insane but like i don't like their weird kind of cartoony weird it works for like certain characters but when like wolverine and and real characters it looks stupid i think andre the giant looks fine i'm looking at my andre the giant pop <laughs> they do have pops of literally everything at this stage i though, mean so. they do like so it's gotten to the point now so what i do with pops is that i unbox all my non-exclusives and i box my exclusives and i currently have a huge section of my shelf i it's all exclusive pops and you can tell it's exclusive because they're they have stickers on them that says store exclusive and some people are sticker collectors for pops which is a thing but no i mean i'm just looking i'm about to run down just a random row of my pops and you'll be like shit that's crazy so i'm looking at a marvel collector corpse exclusive deadpool a walgreens exclusive stormtrooper a gamestop exclusive stone cold steve austin a target exclusive rick flair a Marvel Collector Corps exclusive Lady Thor, and a San Diego Comic-Con 2015 exclusive glittery Joy from uh, the movie, uh, oh shit, Inside Out. If you were to take a guess at the, the amount of money you have spent on both Amiibo and Pop, ballpark it. Oh god, I don't want to, but I will <laughs> for you. I mean, it's four figures. I know that. Oh, good God. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you have to assume all my Amiibo, $10 a piece. I haven't bought every single one of my Amiibo, but you have to assume 50 Amiibo, $10 a piece. That's 500 And then the most I've ever paid for a pop was $20. Uh, so I would, I would assume my pop collection I bought at retail would be about 600 or $700. But if I was to turn around and sell my pop collection right now at what they're currently going for, I could probably double that. Why don't you? Because uh, I like them. And they might go up even more. Uh, that's true. Like, uh, the, the rarest pop I have is uh, it's a glow-in-the-dark Amazon-exclusive 6-inch Baymax. <laughs> Baymax that I bought for the $20. Best. Baymax is awesome. It, the pop, it looks amazing because, I mean, it's Baymax. Yeah, you see, that's the kind of character I'm like, yeah, that would work for the kind of pop style. Yeah, it, it works very well. Uh, and I think last time I checked, on Amazon it goes for about 50 but if you, at least last time I looked, but if third parties were selling it for like 80 to to 100 You should sell it. <laughs> well, I don't want to sell it because it looks so good. So you're not one of these people who's collecting for selling in the future. No, no. There. Well, I mean, maybe one day, but I, I don't know. I would love one day to have like a proper place to put them instead of right now. They're all just crammed in my room with everything else. Just going to have a collection room in your house eventually someday. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Set up this but, giant like amiibo scene where they're all doing something. <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Pops than I am Amiibo because I, <laughs> I actively look for pops and plus there's pops i mean there's pops that if you certain pops that you could sell for like six or seven hundred dollars uh like the rarest pop last time i checked was like a holographic ghost like uh darth maul that came out like in 2009 before anybody even knew what pops were 
and I think it sells for about eight hundred and fifty dollars currently. And and I think it was also a limited run as well. Do you do you do any like the boxes or crates or there's loads of them now. There used to be only a handful, but now everyone's Yeah, there used to be a uh let's see, the last loot crate I bought was actually for a pop. It was for Joker Batman. Uh that was the last loot crate I bought. But I've only bought like two or three loot crates ever. Uh and then I I've done Marvel Collector Corps like four of the last five. So I guess you can say I actively collect that. But they're coming out with a Disney essentially a Disney box. Uh, Funko is uh, that will come out every two months like they do now because Funko currently has a Marvel box, a DC box, and a Star Wars box, and uh, one of the, like they come out every two months. And I think uh, DC and Star Wars share the same month, and then Marvel gets its own month. And then I assume when Disney comes out, Disney will share the month with Marvel. So, uh, and and those add up. They're they're not super expensive. It's they're twenty five dollars, uh, and they, and it's all exclusive stuff in the box. And like I, you get some really cool stuff, or at least in the Marvel Collectors car, uh, Corps. Like I have a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy scarf. Granted, it never gets cold enough here for to use a scarf, but still cool. And uh, just a bunch of random stuff. But no, it's it's a pretty good deal. The Disney, I'm uh, most excited for the Disney one, though. I think the Disney one's going to be pretty good. Because Nintendo have the, what are they called? Nintendroids? Is that the name of those? Nintendroids? That's not Nintendo. But despite the name. Yeah. Nint- uh, but there are Nintendo Nintendroids, such as, uh, there, I mean, there's a Mario. There's uh, several Pokemon ones, but I don't. Pokemon's always confusing to me because I don't know who who gives the license for that. I don't know if it's Nintendo. The Pokemon Company, and I don't think it'd be Game Freak. No, so I think it'd games. either be Pokemon, Pokemon Company, or Nintendo. But I'm not sure which one. You see, Nintendo owned the trademarks, so like Nintendo owned the right to use the name Pikachu. But I'm pretty sure it's the Pokemon Company that deals with all the licensing and stuff. Yeah, because I, I think so too. That relationship is weird. Interesting. I mean, it is. It is weird when you sit down and think about it. And plus they make uh, characters that are like uh, – because Nindoroid is made by a company called Good Smile Company, I believe. And uh, some of the Nindoroids they've done for Pokemon at least are from the manga, such as uh, Green or Red. You know, There's not a Green in any of the games. Some of the Nindoroids are really good though. Yes, I, uh, I wanted the Saitama one. But I, it's kind of a funny story. So I ordered it from AmiAmi, and uh, and it was thirty two hundred yen, which I believe is about twenty seven dollars here. And I accidentally picked a shipping option that costs like sixty dollars. What did they do with it? <laughs> well, like here's here's the great thing about AmiAmi, and I'm very thankful for it. Because AmiAmi will ship directly to the U.S. on like a lot of your Japanese retailers. You have to use this thing called Tenzo that essentially creates you a fake Japanese address that they essentially ship it there. And then that Tenzo ships it to you to the U.S. I've heard uh, of it's, a, it's a whole process. White Rabbit, I think, do a similar thing. Is that the name yeah, of it? Yeah, White, White Rabbit also does one as well. Uh, but I, I know more people that use a uh, Tenzo, but anyways, so I let it kind of get canceled, which I kind of regret because the Saitama one looks really good. If you don't know who Saitama is, it's one punch man. I haven't, I, I don't do anime. 
well, okay, nerd. Japanese cartoon, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but no, he's One Punch Man. He looked uh, really good, so I really wanted uh, him. But uh, alas, it was not meant to be. So the moral of the collector story is you spend way too much money on them. Yeah, for somebody that's unemployed, I spend a good chunk of money on a collectibles it's my money so i i guess you can do I, what you like i can do what i want but at the same time i'm like damn what if i had that money what could you do with like <laughs> what could i do with that money that could that could pay for my flight and hotel for wrestlemania yeah you could go to wrestlemania with the money you could sell your pop collection and go to wrestlemania i could i very well could uh just based on and here's the thing though i'm i'm like a disease because i have <laughs> I am directly responsible for, I believe, 10 people to uh, Pops collections. It just spreads. You just post like, oh, I want this pop. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's a nice pop. I, I know uh, somebody that's on uh, that's on Twitter that uh, I was talking about Pops one day. And they were like, you know what? I think I want to buy one. They sent me their list of Pops they had just bought. They had spent $300 on Pops. God, how many Pops would you get for $300? Uh, it depends where you buy. Some of the places, like Entertainment Earth uh, is a website that I only use for Pops. They are very good. They get a ton of exclusives, but the shipping bites you in the ass. Because they their shipping is super expensive, and I do not know why. But like, if you buy, like, it's almost not worth it to just buy one Pop from them. Because a pop from them is ten ninety nine, and shipping will be seven ninety five. So you're essentially getting another pop just for paying for shipping. So that's where they get you. It incentivizes bulk buying. It really, it really does. I mean, it has for me. I know. <laughs> See, and that's probably not the best way to look at it. I'm like, well, I'll, like it's pretty much like I buy another pop, so I might as well buy another pop, even though shipping doesn't go down at all. <laughs> but the, the cost of shipping per pop goes down, and that justifies it. That is head. true. That is true. If you like, I'm like, well, if you buy seven pops, that's only like a dollar twelve per pop, so you might as well do it. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So that's my rationale when doing stuff uh, like that. Spend more money to save technically no money <laughs> yeah and that's like and then there's some pop stuff like uh, there's these pop rides which are different characters that come with cars which i don't usually like but i have i bought the at the time it was entertainment earth exclusive i believe even though there's not a sticker on it so i'm second guessing myself but it's deadpool and a chimichanga truck i'm like well i gotta have that yeah so I bought it and shipping on that was ten dollars because it's bigger <laughs> So you pile then, on another 12 just to make it worth it yeah might as well pack it another pop with it but no uh the pops and see a lot of people are just specific line collectors with pops like people are like oh i'm only gonna buy every marvel pop well there's like 130 damn marvel pops at this point yeah and some people are like oh i'm only gonna collect disney again like over 100 like, there's some people that collect just a line of pops that have more pops than I do. And I collect just whatever I think looks cool. Like, I have wrestlers. I have Marvel characters, DC characters, uh, Disney characters. I'm trying to see if I have any other oddities. Uh, anime characters, such as I have uh, Goku and stuff. Anime. Yeah, right. <laughs> And it's funny. I even have pops for characters I'm not fans of, but I'm like, oh, those pops look cool. Like I have an Elsa pop. 
uh, that uh, you're not a fan of Elsa. Uh, I well, I take that I've never seen Frozen. Oh my god! Full disclosure. Why haven't uh, you seen Frozen? I've just never gotten to it. I don't know why. I dude, I didn't see Up till like two months ago for the what, first time. What is wrong with your life? And Up Up is a fantastic movie. Up Up makes you cry within the first ten minutes. Dude, I don't know if I was just feeling emotional that day. I cried like three times. That's feeling that good. movie just punches you and punches you. Even at the end, you're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a happy ending. Yeah. Well, kind of. I'm like, this ending's the worst. Like, I hate you, Pixar. <laughs> Why are you making me feel my feelings? <laughs> yeah, like it's awful. And speaking of movies, I'm, I wanted to try to divert this for a second. I have seen like no movies this year. Have you seen Civil War? That's the only one I've seen. Okay. That's the only one you really need theater. to see. But, like, I've heard Jungle Book is good. Jungle Book is great. Yeah, you told me Jungle Book was great. I think the last time I was here, or maybe maybe it was just on Twitter. But, uh, ju- like, Jungle Book's gotten rave reviews. Uh, Zootopia has gotten really good reviews. I haven't Deadpool. seen Zootopia, and I need to see Zootopia, because yeah. I see every Disney film, and it's apparently amazing. Yeah, I've heard Zootopia is, like, one of the, you know, in the upper tier of Disney films. So I'm like, we got to see that. Deadpool is uh fantastic yeah it was man on deadpool seen. and then i kind of out of morbid curiosity want to see batman uh v superman it is terrible so you know i i started this thing at the beginning of the year i'm like i'm gonna try to watch 100 movies this year you're failing i think i've it's funny i think i've watched 17 and i believe 10 of them were in january well you started well i did start very well uh, I plan – now that I'm on break, you know, until uh, the end of August, I plan on watching more movies, but we'll see how that goes. You have three months. Yeah, I have three months. That's what I tell myself. And then that three months becomes two months, becomes a month, becomes two weeks. I've seen two movies. You've done <laughs> like, nothing all summer but just stare at your pop collection. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm a little bit more productive than that. Not much. <laughs> a little bit. I got Eurovision to watch later. I got, exactly. The I pinnacle of all European entertainment. I saw, but I was going to bed last night, and I saw a commercial that Eurovision was going to air live on television here on Saturday for the grand finals. I assume. Yep. Uh, so I uh, looked up a guide for Eurovision, and they were like, "Oh, it's a, uh, is it the semifinals or like the first round of the finals today?" Tonight is the second round of the semifinals. Second round of. Okay, so and there's ten ten countries left, um, because certain countries get in automatically. The the last year's winners, which were Sweden, get in automatically, and then the UK, Spain, Germany, Italy, and France, I think, also get in automatically because they basically pay for the whole thing. Oh well, that's that's legit. And then everyone else has to qualify, and there's like usually eighteen countries in a semifinal. And I think ten get out. Okay, so eight teams are going to be eliminated tonight, correct? I think so. I think it's eight. D- damn it, Garrett. <laughs> Give or take. You should know. This is your people. I don't know all of Europe. So, I don't know any of Europe. So, I don't really understand. I saw it described as American Idol. And Kind of. Yeah, eight will go out tonight. There you go. It's... I mean, so there's judges. How do they decide a panel of judges? And how is there not a national bias? Um, you can't vote for your own country. Each each country votes. It, it's split into half jury and half public vote. 
and you vote for whichever songs were your favorite and then you allocate one to 12 based on that but you can't vote for your own country god that's a, can i vote i from the u.s have no idea i feel like i should be able to probably because australia can vote we let australia in because basically well, yeah, they like Wait, Australia's in Eurovision? Yeah, well, only since this is actually the first year they're officially in it because they really liked the Eurovision. They're like, lads, can we come in? And it's like, yeah, go on. So, what what is this? Because the only because I I saw you included were saying it's all political. Is this like Europe's less gory version of the Hunger Games? Is that what it is? <laughs> Something like that. Because countries tend to vote for countries that are next to each other. Yeah, you know it's like Ireland. Actually, we we, we used to vote for England. We t- in the recent years we kind of haven't, but like Sweden and Norway will vote for each other, and a lot of the Eastern European countries will vote for each other. That doesn't tend to affect the winner. Yeah. Okay. So who? So Sweden was the winner last year. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm just quizzing you on Eurovision now. Okay. I've pretty much said everything I can about collectibles, but uh, like, do they sing? recent songs or like does their country decide a song or like what it what is it each country sends an act who has to perform an original song so you can't actually perform someone else's song wait an original song yep every single song is an original song damn yeah except some of them which are blatant ripoffs of popular songs you can Uh, always tell okay well you know everybody can't be good that's that's interesting hmm it's basically caused peace in Europe. That that's how we've established peace. That's how we, you know, avoided like war of wars. We just have a singing contest. <laughs> We're like Eurovision. <laughs> we'll settle it here. It's Eurovision, except on years where the World Cup falls and then it's the World Cup, I assume. Yes. Except oh. the World World Cup avoids, you know, world wars. Well, this year's uh Euro Cup, is it not? Yeah, in European some... Championships. So we, we we're not going to war at all this year. Well, I don't I don't keep up with soccer much, but I'll tell you what, I, I, the soccer I do watch is awesome. I just, I can't keep up with soccer on a regular basis, but I did watch, watch soccer. So yeah, I did watch Euro cup it happens every f- two years, four, four years. Okay. So I wa- I've watched it the last time it happened, which would have been then, 2012. Yeah. So I watched that. And then I watched though the world cup last time it happened. I had a lot of fun with that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, it's the yep. Olympic year as well, so loads of sport. Oh, this year is the Olympics. That's right. Oh, and the and next World Cup is taking place in December. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's is the next one Qatar or Russia. One of them. I think it's Qatar next, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, it's taking place in like November, or December, which should be interesting. So people don't burn to death while they're playing yeah, football. So, so people literally don't catch on fire. Isn't the next one in Brazil? The next World Cup, the twenty twenty two, so like twenty eighteen, will be in uh, Qatar. Qatar or Qatar, but I don't. Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce it. That's why I kind of just mumbled. <laughs> uh, and then I believe twenty twenty two isn't that in Brazil? No, last one was in Brazil. Next one's in Russia. Oh well, shit. Okay, well, the Olympics is in Brazil this year. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. Damn. So uh, g- give the U.S. something, you know? I would give the U.S. When was the last time you had it? 1990? 96 was 96. the Atlanta uh, Olympics. There, it's funny, too, because if you go to Atlanta, there's I mean, there's essentially downtown Atlanta now is Olympic Park. I've been there. Uh, very nice. It is. 
that's weird that we've walked on the same ground and we're from two different countries. I, I kind of think about stuff like that sometimes. I'm like, you know, two people that should have never have met have walked this, like on this the same. Because, I mean, from Olympic Park, you can see the aquarium. You can see the CNN building. The Coke Museum. You, uh, the Coke Museum. There's also a very nice seafood restaurant right by the CNN building. At least there is now. That CNN that, building has the world's largest freestanding escalator. That is a fun fact. It I is. did not know that. Uh, there's a subway across the street from the CNN building. Eat fresh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Tabernacle is very cl- is fairly close to the Olympic Park. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it's it's very close because the the Ferris wheel is right behind the Tabernacle, which is uh, essentially this old church built in like the late 1800s. Uh, that's used as a concert venue now. And it's a, it's the best uh, venue I've ever been to for a concert. It's by far. There's an old church in, in the city. I'm from Cork, which has been turned into a cinema, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, churches, that's what churches are good for. <laughs> well, that's that's fairly offensive. <laughs> Way. I like well, churches. Churches are nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're fairly nice. Church's chicken, you know, not the best chicken, though. I have no idea what that is. That's a, uh, you know, in the U.S., we have to have our abundance of fried chicken places. So we have KFC, we have Church's, we got Popeye's, we have, uh, I I would, Zaxby's is regional, but I would qualify Zaxby's as a fried chicken joint, even though a lot of it's grilled. But there's still plenty of fried chicken. I've only heard of KFC's and Popeye's. Hmm, interesting. Because Popeyes always used to have ads during Impact. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, poor soul. Poor that, that's soul. that's where I've heard of most of my American fast food. It's during ads during wrestling television. I was watching. Uh, it was weird. I was what was I watching? Last oh last night I was watching the uh, first night of the Champions Carnival from All Japan, and uh, it had commercials in it, which I found incredibly odd. I'm like, oh, it didn't have commercials in the middle of matches. But in between matches, it would show a commercial. And some of them were like very blatant ripoffs of U.S. products. Or the U.S. could have ripped them off. I don't know. Uh, like one of them was like essentially an electric razor that you put dye on and it colored your hair and it had like a flashlight on it. It was very odd. Uh, and I was watching this at like 1 a.m. this morning. So it was all I could do to keep awake during it. I'm like, that is bizarre. And it, I mean, it was essentially like a. You know, but wait, there's more. And I was like, damn. So everywhere has these. Japanese TV is weird. It, it, I mean, it's very bizarre. It's very good if you look into it. Like some of those game shows, Japanese game shows. I mean, I know everybody says it, but it, pretty great. Uh, Ninja Warrior or Sasuke. Yeah, Ninja Warrior is good, but like uh, there's one like prank show. There's Takeshi's Castle. That was a wonderful show. What was the show? I don't know if you'll remember this. Uh, it was kind of like Ninja Warrior, but it took place indoors. And they had ridiculous challenges. Like, here's uh, 12 yoga balls. You have to walk across all 12 of them. <laughs> oh, Japanese TV. I don't I don't remember it. But I remember watching that on YouTube, I mean, years ago. Like, six or seven years ago. I'm like, you know what? That shit's pretty insane. Like, Godspeed to them. Our TV is far too plain. Uh, I think every TV compared to Japanese TV is far too plain. Uh, That's why I always feel bad for people that stream raw 
because they don't have USA. Like USA's commercials sucks. Like they're all for their for their shows. And granted, people love Mr. Robot, whatever. But like, I don't know. Just commercials are bad in general. Chrisley knows best. Well, Chrisley knows best is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, on this week's episode of Chrisley knows best. Uh, his two sons, uh, Grayson and Chase, wrestled for some shady-ass promoter in Nashville. And uh, the younger kid, Grayson, who's like eight, won with a crossbody. It was a very well-worked match. Three stars. <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose we should actually end this podcast. I guess, because we could just ba- you know, baffle about anything all day. Baffle? Because I will leave all of this in. I mean, you might as well. <laughs> Or anyone that listens to it. Before we go, plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. I co-host a wrestling podcast called We Don't Know Wrestling that just had a new episode go up today, actually. Uh, so go it's listen to six that. Six people, I saw. Six, yeah, dude. It was. We actually had an idea for a show to do. Cause, so, Gary, I don't know if you've heard about the We Don't Know Wrestling 100. Vaguely. I've seen you tweeting about it. Everybody has heard about it vaguely at this point. I actually don't know what it is. What are, we, what are you ranking? This is what it is. Each person that turns into a ballot has to turn in a ballot of 100 wrestlers ranked from 1 to 100. And you turn in your ballot and then Sam, myself, and I believe one other person will be calculating the ballots and coming up with uh, the rank of wrestlers. What's uh, the difference between this and Greatest Wrestler Ever, though? There is a difference because this is just 2016. Oh, fair enough. This is modern. So, this is kind of the spiritual successor to I don't know if you've ever heard of the WKO 100. No. But uh, well, it's a spiritual successor to that. But also, if uh, you want to listen to the podcast, just go to wrestlingwithwords.com and follow them on Twitter at wrestlewords. Because words are hard. They are. They are hard. That's why you have to fight them. You got to fight them. Fight for your right to word. Thanks for coming on the show, Tanner. Oh, thanks for having me. Anytime.